All right. Another Monday Night Raw, another Monday, another Within the Ropes podcast review. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate each and every one of you. I am your host, not just your host. I am the host, Brian Tronic. And we're going to rapid speed through Monday Night Raw. Well, not too much rapid speed. We'll we'll keep it low. We'll keep it slow, you know. Um, but yeah, Monday Night Raw was tonight. Some more qualifying matches. Um, some shenanigans that I don't like that I've been talking about over the last couple of days. Um, but let's not waste any time. Let's talk about it. Monday Night Raw from the Thunderdome uh, started off with... Uh, Adam and Sonya, old Adam Pierce, Sonya Deville. They were announcing an uh, over-the-top battle royal to decide who will get the last spot due to Randy Orton not being cleared to compete. Now, what? What is this? What? Why? Where's this? Where's this all coming from? I don't know. Where's this all coming from? I don't understand. Um, but we saw. Riddle, who shows up with a doctored letter that he claims is from Randy Orton himself, which, of course, they don't believe him, right? They look at it, and they're like, oh, come on. Um, He tries to lobby himself to get entered in a triple threat, um, and they're like, look, we'll, we'll at least do this. We'll add you to the Battle Royal tonight, which I found strange because, if I'm not mistaken, isn't he in the Money in the Bank ladder match already? Moving on. Um, (laughs) The Money in the Bank last chance qualifier battle royal match begins right at the top of the show. Um, We see, you know, much of whatever's left of the WWE roster. It's pretty crazy to see some people um, there that you don't really, I guess, expect to see. But um, it was cool seeing Damian Priest back. I didn't realize him until halfway through the match. I didn't like realize he was there. I didn't see him. So that was cool to see Damian Priest. Mustafa Ali was in there with some brand new trunks. I like that. Um, He got some action in by eliminating Angel Garza as Garza was trying to eliminate Mansoor. Um, He then yells at Mansoor. Seems like they were kind of, he was kind of in a teaching moment with Mansoor, but not really like still trying to win the match. Um, which sort of cost him, cost him, it sort of cost him. Um, what else happened? We had 24 seven title changes uh, in the middle of this battle Royal. Uh, I believe it was truth. Um, or was it true? No, it was, it was Gulak taking it from Akira Tozawa and then truth takes it from, Drew Gulak and then Akira Tozawa would roll up R-Truth to win it back from him. Yo, this is probably the longest reigning story in WWE history. It has to be. Like, are you fucking kidding me? These three guys, Tozawa, Truth, Gulak, they are always fighting each other for this 24-7 championship. I don't understand it. (laughs) I don't understand it, but nonetheless, it was cool. One thing I didn't like, this is part one of the shenanigans. Omos comes out 
to the ring and he eliminates both Viking Raiders. But he wasn't even in the match to begin with. I thought that that was stupid. Come on, man. Throws him into the barricade, uh, the LED board uh, up on the apron. Um, shenanigans, shenanigans, shenanigans. See, now you guys know I'm not biased. Um, the, the, you know, the mid match, the look, if it makes sense, then cool. But he wasn't even in the match. They shouldn't even be eliminated at that point. You know, I think it's crazy that you could, you could get eliminated by someone who's not even in the match. I think that's crazy. I know that's been going on for years and years and years, but I think it's time that they kind of, you know, fix it. Um, <laughs> Damian Priest got two quick eliminations before he exchanged some shots with don't hinder gender. He eliminated him and then he uh, exchanged some shots with Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy was on a roll, man. He was part of like the, the last like four or five. I for sure thought he was going to be in the match. I was like, oh, yeah, no more words are coming back. Oh, yeah, I can't wait till Money in the Bank. Jeff Hardy got this. But then Cedric Alexander spoiled the fun, goes on to eliminate Jeff Hardy. Um, I believe, and I, I can hear him a little bit. He had said something like, retire. I don't know. I don't know what this story is between Cedric and Jeff Hardy and um, him being so caught up and bent up over you know, Jeff Hardy and his retirement and him being old or whatever. I'm not sure. Um, the match will come down to Damian Priest and Riddle, rightfully so. Um, I kind of wanted Damian Priest to win this match, but, you know, whatever. If they're trying to tell a story with Riddle and Randy Orton, then so be it. I think it's going to be a good one when it's all said and done. Um, but, yeah, Riddle... But, yeah, um, Riddle would then uh, pick up the victory by eliminating Damian Priest to uh, gain Randy Orton a spot uh, or at least get into the triple threat match to try to gain Randy Orton a spot into the Money in the Bank ladder match. Whatever. (laughs) A couple of backstage segments with Shayna and Nia and Reginald discussing the loss to Alexa at Hell in a Cell. Um, look, man, it, it is what it is. I think it's stupid. Um, AJ and Omos are interviewed backstage um, to talk about the main event. AJ complains about the fact that it's a triple threat to begin with. He knew it was a triple threat last week, though, so I don't understand why he's complaining about it now. Um, Nikki Cross, she's scheduled to go up against Shayna Baszler in the next match. Um, and I believe Nikki Cross, Nikki Ash is is the the new name or the new gimmick or or um what is it the a new alias, if you will, that Nikki Cross is going by superhero or almost a superhero. Um Nikki Cross would go on to pick up the victory pretty clean. Looked like Shayna Baszler was off her rocker. More shenanigans again by Alexa Bliss on the outside. Um I just don't like it, man. It's stupid. It doesn't seem like it has an end game or anything, you know, uh, coming up or I don't know, man. It just doesn't doesn't seem like it has anything or anything's there, you know. But uh, Nikki Cross is on a roll. She still picks up her victory. And that's all I care about, really. Shayna Baszler, I'm sorry. 
fans, knock it off. You said she was boring already anyways. You said she was buried when she was on top of the game uh, at Elimination Chamber. Oh, no, I'm sorry. You said that she buried the entire women's division. So because now they're not making her like a fucking machine like she was in the beginning, you're complaining and you're upset about it. Look, man, I'm here to say who fucking cares. Hopefully it'll get fixed, though, when fans come back. We'll see. Um, <laughs> the next segment, we got Kofi Kingston coming out to um, address Xavier Woods' loss uh, to the almighty WWE champion Bobby Lashley last week in a Hell in a Cell match. Talking about it, addressing it. Um, just before MVP comes out to address Kofi on Bobby's behalf, and they go in blow for blow, you know, uh, bar for bar. Um, I think Kofi's in his bag, man. Kofi's definitely in his bag right now. Um, he hit everything on all cylinders. He talked about how Bobby Lashley is looking weak, but weaker and weaker by the weeks. Um, another layer of that almightiness is coming off every single week, and he's beginning to look a little bit more like MVP. He said he's looking more like you, bruh. <laughs> you know, and and MVP, of course, um, in the in the in the in the denial state, I guess you could say, uh, sort of, you know, playing it off, not really taking Kofi serious. Kofi hitting important points, you know, saying what's right, saying what we all know about Bobby Lashley and the fact that as of late, if it wasn't for MVP, Bobby Lashley probably wouldn't be WWE champion right now. So it was a really, really, really good promo. Um, MVP would then charge at Kofi. Kofi would charge at MVP. MVP tries to hit Kofi with the cane. He misses. Kofi hits the trouble in paradise, lays MVP out ringside, and and to end a really really good segment, really really good situation for both of those guys or for everybody involved. I think the New Day, um, and uh, Lashley and MVP as a whole. Next up. We got um, Naomi and Asuka going up against Dewdrop and Eva Marie. Um, before the match, Eva Marie and Dewdrop have a little segment backstage where they're talking. Um, Eva Marie kind of looking Dewdrop up and down and being like, poor girl. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I know this is going to be good. I know this is going to be good. Um, I could just feel um, the intensity and the the anger and the even just the crowd reaction, hopefully they wait till we get fans back in, but the crowd reaction when Dewdrop, a.k.a. Piper Nevin, goes crazy and just drops Eva Marie on her ass, that's going to be fucking dope. But Naomi and Asuka would uh, go up against Dewdrop and Eva Marie in a tag team match. Um, pretty much the same match that they had before. Um this time, Dewdrop going to uh, tag in Eva Marie as she was taking a bit of the punishment from Asuka and Naomi. Naomi and Asuka came to, came to work this week, and Eva Marie would then drop down off of the apron, just like Dewdrop did to her last week. Uh, Dewdrop would look and be like, all right, she countered Asuka, hits a senton before running over Naomi with a shoulder block, and um, hit Oscar with a sliding cross body for the one, two, three, and Dewdrop will pick up the victory 
for her and Eva Marie for a second week and and Eva Marie would grab the mic and then say, and your winner is Eva Marie. <laughs> and I love every bit of it. Shout out to Eva Marie, man. That's dope shit. You know what? I like this story. I like this story. Shout out to Eva. Shout out to Dewdrop. Um, but real quick, let's talk about Naomi. All right. They got to find something. They got to do something. They got to make this shit work. They really do. Honestly, I'm afraid. I'm afraid for Naomi. I'm afraid that, you know, she's going to be left out and and she's going to be cut. Honestly, the only thing I could think of when she was making her entrance tonight was that she was going to be cut. It's the last thing I want for Naomi. That's the last thing that she deserves. And, you know, I hope that at some point, hey, money in the bank, give it to Naomi. Give it to Naomi. Um, I know I could be a little bit critical, a little harsh on Naomi at times, but look, bro, I don't want nobody to lose their job. I know when someone works hard and is athletic as she is, you know, she deserves an opportunity just like everybody else has gotten. I do agree that it's sort of a shame that Eve Marie, someone who was not good at her job at all prior to her coming back. I don't know what asked. We still don't know what she's like. Right. But she gets an opportunity. She gets a program. She's getting this situation with with uh, Piper Dewdrop, And, you know, Naomi's just kind of out here. She lost her partner and now she's kind of like, you know, just chilling. I don't want nothing to happen to her. So hopefully we see, you know. A bit of a change. Um, the next match would be Ricochet and John Morrison. Uh, Morrison uh, got Miz at ringside with him. Before this match, though, we saw a little backstage shenanigans between uh, Ricochet, John Morrison, and The Miz. Um, Morrison and Miz were getting interviewed, and camera pans and then pans back, and <laughs> Ricochet's the one holding the mic and squirts uh, John Morrison in the face with the with the drip stick and kind of holds Miz, kind of kind of stick up situation with the drip stick, but ends up squirting him with the drip stick anyways. Runs away, and now we got this match in a banger. This was a banger. Ricochet, you showing your ass, boy. I like that shit. Yeah, you really doing your shit. Keep doing it. I know he's going to go crazy in the Money in the Bank ladder match, too. Him and Morrison are going to go fucking insane in the Money in the Bank ladder match. In front of fans? Pfft. Fuck out of here, man. This shit finna be crazy. This shit finna be absolutely insane. I already know it is. Um, one spot that I know a lot of you, everybody saw it. I'm just gonna get straight to it. The crossboard, crossbody, springboard crossbody. Um, from the from the top rope all the way onto John Morrison uh, over the barricade, uh, which would have their match end in a countout. Very creative way, very entertaining way for two men to get counted out. Nobody looks weak. Nobody looks dumb going into, you know, money in the bank. I hope we don't see them. I don't want to see this match again. I hope they don't do it um, anymore. I would like to see different variations of some of the raw competitors, though. So maybe next week Ricochet can go up against somebody else, you know, and we'll see. But 
um, very, like I said, very entertaining way, very uh, interesting way to, you know, take those guys out and have it go to a double count out. Uh, the next match from the Queen City. Charlotte Flair would team up with Natalia and Tamina, the tag team champions, to take on the Raw Women's Champion, Rhea Ripley, Mandy Rose, and Dana Brooke. Now, at first, I thought this was a little lopsided. I was like, why is Charlotte? Not, well, no, I think about it. I still think it's kind of lopsided. Like, why is Charlotte teaming with Natalia and Tamina? I'm assuming Natalia and Tamina are baby faces, right? Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke, not baby faces, right? Rhea Ripley, babyface. Charlotte Flair, not babyface. That's what I think. That's what I feel. But I don't know. Maybe WWE's trying to tell us something different. Maybe it doesn't always have to be a babyface heel thing. I get it. I understand. If those of you feel that way, I can understand that. Doesn't always have to be babyface. Blah, 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 blah. Don't have to be like that. So cool. I get it. Um, but this match was <clears throat> good for what it was. You know the queen always going to hold it down. <laughs> always. Uh, it ended up with uh, Charlotte Flair hitting the big boot to Mandy Rose for the one, two, three. And the queen and the women's tag team champions are victorious. But after the match, Rhea Ripley would uh, hit Charlotte with an old chop block before exiting the ring. You know... I mean, it's one thing if you want to be like the queen, Rhea, but I'm sorry. You can never be the queen. You can never. You can't. You can't. It, it, it's not going to work, boo. You can't. Unless you from the queen city. Okay? And unless your last name is Flair, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. So. But that's cool. You know, cheap shots, you know, that's that's what you want to live by. If that's what you want your name, you know. I mean, <laughs> Charlotte Flair, you know, soon to be 14-time women's champ. Hey, yeah, I, I, I would probably do some shady shit, too, to try and take to try and take me out if I was that good or if if I was you. You know what I mean? If I was you, I'd be trying to take the the the, the soon coming fourteen time champion out as well. So you know, do what you got to do. What what does Charlotte Sla- or what does what does Charlotte Flair say at Hell in a Cell? <laughs> what she said? She said, uh, "You're learning, bitch." <laughs> Jackson Riker and Elias next up with a strap match. Strap match. Prior to the match, backstage shenanigans between Jackson Riker and R-Truth as R-Truth, Tazawa, and everybody running backstage for the 24-7 title. R-Truth stops, um, and he asks him, what are you doing? Because Riker's kind of just slapping himself with the strap. Slap, slap, slap. Just keep on going. (laughs) And, you know, it takes a minute for Riker to kind of get out of his zone, but he kind of just... You know, I'm not even gonna lie, y'all. I don't know what the fuck he said. He said some shit, right? Um, you know, all about just uh, he's putting pain to himself so he can get used to it, or I don't know, some shit. 
Um, and then, you know, our truth with the typical comedy and blah, 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 blah. So you, 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 you got that. You saw it. You got it. Um, this match, whatever, 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 whatever. He was wearing red and yellow. You think that's a troll? Jackson Riker, nobody likes him, man. But he was he was wearing red and yellow tights, knee pad, or I'm sorry, trunks, knee pads, all that. Kind of strange, kind of weird. <laughs> Jackson Riker would use the strap to pull Elias into him to hit the black hole slam for the win. Jackson Riker picks up the victory. Excuse me. God, I got the hiccups, guys. What the hell is going on? I've had the hiccups for 20 minutes now. It's fucking crazy. Throughout this whole episode so far. Uh, hiccups. Hiccups galore. Um, yeah. I don't really care about that Jackson Riker match. Anyways, backstage segment with Riddle. Getting ready for the triple threat match. Damian Priest shows up. Um, he's talking to him and he's saying, hey, you know, good luck out there, blah, blah, blah. It's a cool thing you do it for Randy. And he's like, <laughs> Riddle's like, I'm Randy Orton. <laughs> and then he tells Riddle that uh, Burger King has got some burger or chicken sandwich or some shit. I don't know. And then Riddle kind of snaps out of it. And he's like, all right, man, sorry. I was trying to do the, the lock and key thing that Randy does, but I can't do it. He does it great. Whatever. And then, <laughs> uh, yeah, so we get Riddle. I don't know where this is heading, guys. I don't know where the Riddle Randy Orton thing is heading, but I like it. I like Riddle. I like Orton. Orton's on one of my, on my uh, favorites list. He's one of many on my favorites list, but he's always been on my favorites list ever since Legacy. Well, no, since before Legacy, but Legacy was when it amped up. That's when he really was like, mm, you know. But um. The main event would come up next. Triple threat. Last chance qualifier for Money in the Bank. Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles, Matt Riddle. This match was a banger. Drew McIntyre is continuing to put on bangers. He's getting a lot of hate from the internet wrestling community. And I would like to know why. Look, I get it. But Drew McIntyre is a main event guy. What do you expect? We got Triple H and Rock and Rock and Stone Cold. And Triple H and Mankind over and over and over. Triple H and Shawn Michaels. And we got a very, in the 90s, we got variations of, of Shawn Michaels and Sid, Taker, uh, Mankind. We got all type of shit over and over and over. Okay, maybe, maybe not that deep. But, you know, later on, Rock and Austin, we got over and over and over and over and over and over and over. You know? So chill out, man. I, I think Drew McIntyre is in an okay place right now. Um, And I think that the hate just came out of nowhere. This is a guy who was passionate, was proud to be the WWE champion. I can argue and say that he was probably a better WWE champion than Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins was a horrible WWE champ only because, now that's my guy, first of all. But I think he was a horrible WWE champ because he tried to he, he tried to be John Cena. He tried to wear that flag, right? He represented and he wore that flag, which is another thing that I'm probably going to get into and talk about in a later episode about the hypocrisy and, you know, um, the, how double standards and how, you know, one-sided 
wrestling fans could be when it comes to certain wrestlers and certain promotions and things like that. I'm going to talk about that shit. Oh, yeah. Y'all thought. <laughs> what y'all thought? What y'all thought? Oh, I'm talking about it for sure. So stay tuned to that. Make sure you follow me on social media at Within the Ropes at Brian Tronic. Yo, I'm about to start uploading episodes on YouTube. Not live. Not live, but, you know, make sure y'all subscribe to the YouTube too, man. Uh, go to WithinTheRopesPodcast.com. It'll be the easiest way to find it. But anyways, um, like I said, Drew McIntyre don't deserve all the hatred, okay? Um, this match was cool. Like I said, it was bangers. It was bangers all around. Um, at a, one point, Riddle would uh, get ran into the steel steps and he would go down in pain. And it's just like, oh, shit. And he sold it like a motherfucker. I thought that he was really, really hurt. I was like, holy shit. But um, officials came up, pick him up, uh, took him to the back. um, And at that point, uh, he was no longer in the match. And I was kind of like, okay, they didn't have to put him in the match to begin with if this is what they were going to do. But he ended up coming back, his uh, ankle taped up, which I thought it was his knee, but it turned out to be his ankle. So, all right. Um, His ankle taped up um and again like i said while while uh while riddle was down in a way backstage styles and mcintyre continued to just go at it um drew hits a falcon arrow uh for a two count multiple near falls uh aj counters a claymore and locks in the calf crusher um and at that point is when riddle hobbled down to the ring uh, Riddle then locks in a sleeper on AJ before AJ elbowed his knee. Uh, Riddle hits Drew with a Pele. Uh, rocks AJ. At, oh, at, and then uh, 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 Riddle hit AJ with a jumping knee um, when he went for the phenomenal forearm. Um, and then he hit an RKO out of nowhere. And as he goes for the one, two, three, Omos drags AJ out of the ring uh, before Drew hits Riddle with a Claymore for the one, two, three. Drew McIntyre is going to money in the bank. And I should have known. We all should have known. It's not over. It's not over one bit. So he gets another chance. Um, I know fans are mad, (laughs) but Hey, we'll see. I don't think he's winning the money in the bank. I don't think he's doing that. Come on, man. <sighs> People in Fort Worth, Texas would riot if Drew McIntyre wins that money in the bank ladder match. So I know that that's not happening. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see um, what the near future holds for Drew. I just know that they want Drew in the match because, I mean, come on. Drew is... He's the guy. They want to see how fans react. He he, uh, and he deserves. He deserves to feel that that rush, that reaction. You know what I mean? He deserves it. He really does. He truly does. But um, next week uh, we've got uh Xavier Woods returning on Raw. 
So that should be interesting. Um, let's see. Edge will be on SmackDown, I believe, this Friday coming up. Um, tomorrow is NXT. Hopefully we find out more on the Diamond Mine and uh, Roderick Strong and see what's going on with that. I believe we're going to get a face-to-face. I think we are. Some type of something with uh, um, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. It's crazy. I was watching some old, I'll show my son a lot of old uh, uh, matches from the indies. I showed him uh, um, Tyler Black, Brian Danielson, and Kenny Omega from Ring of Honor. I showed him... uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish against um, the Time Splitters. Showed them Adam Cole versus Leo Rush. Just some dope shit. You know, just something like. Um, let's see. Do I got uh, some moments before I get out of here? Let's see. Let me think of some moments real quick. See? This is, this is, this is, this is raw. This is uncut. I ain't pre-planned this. All right? We, we thinking of these on the fly. Um, let's see. I'll just say this one. It's one of my biggest ones. Um, I'll just say it's it's a current one. It's not super old, but I'll just say this because I know I'm going to end up saying it later. Um, Seth Rollins cashing in Money in the Bank at WrestleMania 31 to become the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. I was there. It was one of my favorite moments ever just because I was there and because it was a super genuine like feeling like I don't know, man, like the, 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 the crowd erupting when Lillian announced that he was cashing in the money in the bank and me being there and just feeling that electricity. Um, it's nothing like it, man. I, I liked it. I loved everything about it. Um, and I will say this. I posted this clip on my Instagram. Follow me on Instagram at within the ropes. Um, I posted this clip on Instagram. It was when the outsiders and Eric Bischoff were at Great American Bash, again, another Great American Bash, 96, WCW. Um, I feel like it's fitting because Great American Bash is coming up, so might as well. Um, Eric Bischoff was scheduled to uh, give them an answer, give the outsiders an answer on if he could find three guys. And he told them that he found three guys and and that it's going to be scheduled for Bash at the Beach. And they were like, all right, who is it? And he's like, I can't tell you. I'll tell you tomorrow. And Scott Hall's like, you can't jerk us around. And bam, hits him with a punch to the gut. And then Kevin Ash turns him around and he picks him up and he just jackknifes him through the set, uh, through this, like, you know, wooden table, obviously, but through the set. Um, me being young, a kid, seeing that, I was like, holy shit. I was frightened. Super frightened. Like, oh, man, the NWO were bad at it. Outsiders were badasses. Badasses, man. Straight up. Loved everything about the Outsiders and WCW, man. Um, but, yeah, so those are my two um, moments, wrestling moments, throwback wrestling moments, I guess you can call it. I don't know. Those are my two moments for today. Um, that was all for Monday Night Raw tonight. I give it another A. I'll say that A, they got an A last week, and they get an A this week. Two good, solid episodes of Monday Night Raw. Other than the shenanigans, it was cool. 
And the only reason I say that is because usually it's really, really bad. But it was cool. It was all right. Um, I appreciate you guys checking me out, listening. Um, make sure you guys follow the socials again. Please follow me on Twitter at Within the Ropes, on Instagram at Within the Ropes. Um, and again, like I said, I'll be back for NXT tomorrow. I'm gonna try and fit in maybe like a like a pre-show. If I'm not able to do that, then hey, you'll know. <laughs> and I'll be back with NXT tomorrow, and we rocking and socking and bopping. And um, yeah, man, everybody have a good night. Um, Charlotte Flair is on top again. I'll keep saying this. The gr- oh, wait a minute. Speaking of women, we're gonna talk about Sasha Banks. When I when I talk about you know the the double standards and how wrestling fans and internet wrestling community is when I have when I when I when I record that episode we're gonna talk about Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks has been in the news lately. We're gonna talk about it. Don't worry about it. Y'all gonna y'all gonna get my opinion and how I feel about Miss Sasha Banks and and what's been going on. But uh, thank y'all. Have a good one from the Queen City. Got to get Greg Hamilton to say that for me. Got to get him to say that for me for an intro or an outro to the podcast. From the Queen City, Brian Tronic. Shit, I can do it myself. All right, y'all.